The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Oh, he's mentioning. Okay. Okay. So, uh, three more halachos, and then we're done with the parak. Haroses, which it just occurred to me now. I don't know what the origin of the word haroses is because Harris is like a uh, like a clay shard or a clay. So I don't know if it's based on the, but I don't think you call like. Uh, I think it's with a samach. I think yeah. Um, so either way, haroses mitzvah midivir sofrim. So the Chorus is the weirdest mitzvah. I don't know if you've ever I gone. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it is the weirdest mitzvah for several reasons. But we'll read it first. Mitzvah midiver sofrim. It's a rabbinic mitzvah. Zeher let yeah. Zeher latit shayu ovdin vov mitzrayim. It is a, a remembrance of the clay that the uh, or the mud that the uh, Egyptians uh, sorry that they worked with in Egypt. Ketzad osinos. How do you make it? So it gives two different recipes. Okay. So in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so let's let's do the first recipe first. First recipe was in the Pirish Mishnayos. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny. It, I I think it is gross, but uh, the only I've only spent one Pesach here that was during COVID, and uh, I had Estes uh, that she made. Well, she made the Raman one, and it, it was not bad. It was. Uh, oh, nice. Okay, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you'll taste it. So he says, "Charosis uh, is tarovis sheish b'chemitzus." So that's the definition. It is a mixture that has pungency. Okay, right? Vinegar. Tevin uh, It's like, and it resembles the straw as a remembrance of the uh, the mud. All right. This is how we make it. We soak figs or dates. We cook them. We crush them until they become soft. I think she's rough. is probably like, they become mushy. It's probably the better translation. And then we soak, we knead them in vinegar. Is a min tavlin. So we put in a, a sandball, which I don't know what, what that is. Oh, carnies, I looked that up, couldn't find it either. Oh, azov blishkiga, or hyssop, without uh, grinding it. Okay, fine. So that's his, uh, uh, and then he says, Vrubitsadok, Shomir, Haros's mitzvah, Chayav Ladato, Lavarach, Asher, Kitishan, Bimitzosav, Tivan, Alchilas, Haroses, Bena Halacha. So one man Amar says that it's a mitzvah, and you actually have to make, make a bracha and eat it. And he says that's not the halacha. But then the confusing thing is, what do you do with it? So here the Ram says, first of all, he gives his recipe here. The kids at Osinosa, how do you make it? Lokrim Tamarim Ogrogoros. Uh, you take um, dates or dried figs. Uh, he says, uh, otimukim or raisins. You crush them or mash them. And you put vinegar in them. And you season them with spices like uh, mud and straw. And you bring them onto the table on the night, night of Pesach. Okay. And then one more source, which we'll just skip ahead uh, for, because um, I think it's relevant here, in Ches. Uh, Haroset, I think he talks about it. Oh, that I went to Lulav. Mm. Sorry, Haroset. Um, yeah, so he clearly has the dipping thing, but then he says, "Um, uh, So Rama has you dip everything with Haroset. Um, uh, you know, what, actually, yeah. Let's maybe it's easier if we read it. Here. Oh, well, whatever. So the, 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 the two, what's weird about this mitzvah? 
I mean, you just bring it to the table? Yeah, as you bring it to the table, right? You have it. And, and so the thing is, that's the funny thing is he, he does say that you dip it. But the question is like, if I had to describe the weirdness of it, it seems less structured than other mitzvos. Like, like, Mavino, here he says, Okay, and fine. It's true that he says in the instructions that you dip stuff in it, but he doesn't say to do that here. And also what's weird about it is like, what's the deal with this, you know, vague recipe? Like, like usually you would think that, let's say like if I, if I said like, um, if I gave you the equivalent of this kind of thing for Arbuminim, right? You'd be like, that's a little too vague to be halacha, you know? And like, here, let's, even the fact that he says here, raisins, or he says tamarim or grogaros, like how, how, if you couldn't, if you make harosas and you vary the recipe, how much do you have to vary before it's no longer harosas? You know, like, is it just that it has to look like straw and mud and taste like that. And that's also just a weird way to say it. Yeah, keep it. Well, it seems like, I mean, there's you know, like a Seder plate and stuff that are also things just kind of for show on Pesach, which is a little interesting. I mean- you know, I don't know about that. Them. Well, cause the matzah has, the, the mitzvah objects have definitions and the non-mitzvah objects don't, right? So like matzah, halakhic definition, maror halakhic definition, the shnei tavshilin are just reminders. So that like, you know, and they're not a mitzvah either. Like this is a mitzvah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is just weird as a mitzvah. Yeah, making it clear of what the purpose is. Yeah, I guess that could, in a sense, show why like the recipe is not clear. Because if it, uh, I guess you have to say, how does it achieve that purpose? But if you make something look like more, (laughs) right? But let's say, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, for for example, like he he seems to say that the bitterness is the thing, which is why it has to be the um the uh. What do you call it? With vinegar? But like, let's say people use grape juice, you know? And like, there, I remember there's one Pesach where like, I think I didn't have walnuts, which I usually like using walnuts, which I don't even know if they had walnuts back then in, in the Middle East. But I was like, okay, we have macadamia nuts. But as I was making it, I was like, what, at what point does it, again, does it not become harosa? You know, what are you going to say? Yeah. Are you going back to your question from before? Are yeah. you kind of asking like, you monograph, like, is this halakhic or not? Like, is there something wrong with giving us like his example or... In which case, like, you just have to make something that looks like mortar to you, or tastes like mortar to you, or is this, like, actually, like, halachic, and, like, this is the recipe you have to use? I mean, I hear the way, I hear that way of asking it. I was saying, given the fact that it is halachic, it doesn't uh-huh. seem halachic, but, because uh-huh. I don't think you could call it mitzvah midiver sofrim if it weren't halachic. Well, mitzvah midiver sofrim used to have the chorosis. Right. And then his, his ingredients could just be the way that they did it, or the way he did it. Right, but so then what is the source of a mitzvah, then? Like, make it, make something that... Just that, anything that has to, yeah. Okay, yeah, you could say that. So well, then, but, no, that, that, that's and, and, and that's why, I'll, here, here's another thing, is that, like, I, I do it with the, uh, um, the cinnamon sticks, you know, like I take cinnamon sticks cause that looks like straw. Right. But I know that a lot of people just put cinnamon in it. How's that like, how's that like straw, you know, like, and how many sticks do I need to have? You know, it just, it feels like, like, uh, not halakhic, you know, 3.4 right. Exactly. Yeah. If you, even if you use like some word like kazais, like he it doesn't even say the amount, right? Like if you have a spoonful of haroses, is that, uh, you know, is that, are you Yote? And if not, then like, why doesn't he give a shear? You know, it's just a really amorphous, much like mud and straw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have something you want to say or no? Is there, is there any examples you can think of where there are ratios given? Well, we saw that by the Arbacosos, right? <laughs> you know, and we see that by matzah with Haotse, uh, that if you make mata out of rice and wheat, then uh, it has to at least have the tam dagan. Like, so there's like, you know, uh, there are uh, things like that, you know, for, for halakhic objects. Yeah. Okay. 
now we get to Maror. Achilles Maror, Ina Mitzvah Mina Torah Bifne Atma, the interesting structure, right? Is it's not a mitzvah from the Torah by itself. Ella Tlihi Bachilas of Pesach. It is dependent on the Ilchilas of Pesach. Shemitzvah as Ase Achas, Lechel Basar HaPesach Al Matzah Umrorin. It's a one mitzvah del Raisa to eat uh, the meat of the Pesach on Matzah and Maror. Umidivir Sofrim Lechel Hamara Levado Belaylaze. And then the Durbana is to eat the Maror by itself. Afilu in Shan Korban Pesach. Yeah. From this halacha, yeah. If, if you don't have Maror in the time of Mishnah, do you not eat Pesach? So I think we say, I have to look at this. I thought we say that it's not Ma'akev the Pesach, but the Pesach is Ma'akev the Maror. Let me just see if that's an open halacha in Korban Pesach. Um, <laughs> that would make sense to me. But then the way he right. it is that, is that it's. Tuluya? Mitzvah Achas. Mitzvah Achas, right. Tuluya would tell me that, that, that the Maror is... It's one directional. On the, yeah. yeah. But then he says it's, it's Mitzvah Achas. Right. Let's see how he says it here. Um, uh, Eitzim, shall no. Kavazavahim, Matzah, Maror, Hoyl, okay. Kedei, let me know. Achilles Basar Pesach Belelechim, this is in 8.1 in Korban Pesach. Achilles Basar Pesach Belelechim, Ish Asar Mitzvah Sasev, Shnemar Vachlu, Asar Basar Belelechim, Tzli Ish Matzos Amonim Yafluhu. You should eat this meat on this night, roasted over the fire, and Matzos and on Mar, you should eat it. Bein Matzah Umar Me'akvin, Im Lo Matzanu Matzah Umar, Yotei Dechovaso, Bachilas Basar HaPesach Levado. Uh, right. So if you don't have matzah mora, then you're, you, the, you, ooh, I, I found a juicy thing. I got to talk about that after. Uh, then you, um, fulfill your chiyuv with the, uh, eating of the meat of the Pesach alone. Va mora below Pesach ina mitzvah. Uh, shenemar amorim yuchluhu. Yeah. Right. So it seems to go one way. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then he says, um, what is mora? Mororim. So this is the classic type of problem here is that mora is referring to a real world object a real world species. And there's always the question of like, how do we know which one it is? Okay. And even though the mission listed, how do we know that that's that? Okay. So we have Mrorim HaMorim B'Torah, Hin HaHizlas 5, HaChazeris V'HaAlashin V'HaTamcha V'HaCharchavina V'HaMoror. Kol Echad Mechameshes Mina Yerek Elu Nikra Moror. Okay. So each of these is called Moror. So I wanted to look at two things. We've got Chabad.org that says, um, it is romaine lettuce, endives, horseradish, date ivy, and wormwood. Okay. And then we've got Makbili, who gives all the uh, scientific names, Lactuta sativa, which I guess is going to be romaine lettuce. <laughs> that, like that, that does not look like romaine. It's probably the... Um, that's just lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, what kind of lettuce is lactuta? Oh, well, lettuce is iceberg. Yeah, that's iceberg. Yeah. You did say... Someone said iceberg. Yeah. Interesting. It comes from lactis, meaning milk. Huh. Due to the white sap. Oh, here we go. Three primary varieties of lettuce are butterhead, oh. kos, <gasps> no, and loose leaf. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this is this is uh, part of that. I, I don't really know my scientific uh, thingies. All right. Uh, then we've got I what? I know a guy who might might actually. I'm actually in a chat about like plants in Torah. Black market uh, moral no, dealings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Chick chick. Kichorium uh, intibus, which is this guy. Chicory. Chicory, yeah. So chicory, I have seen it as an ingredient. I've never seen it like like eating uh, chicory, you know? I don't know. Uh, okay, there's that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be bitter probably. Um, chicorium endivia, that's probably endives. 
Yeah. So end dives. Um, I remember one, uh, yeah, two years ago, then, uh, Zev and Isaac were in my Rama Bacchus. I forgot about Chaim. Chaim was also there, but I forgot some of them had not, didn't know what end dives are. So I bought end dives and we all had like end dive party. Uh, it's, uh, they definitely are uh, they're bitter, but they're, they're, they're tasty bitter. They're like, yeah. Um, to me, um, uh, and then, uh, this, uh, eryngium, which sounds like a, uh, a general thing. It says a species of flowering plant in the family, blah, 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 native to Greece, Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, and Syria. Um, yeah, fine. And then he also mentions where to go here. Uh, E criticum. Oh, that was more. Oh, I think I accidentally closed one of them. Eryngios. And then the last one was lactuta seriola, which is another milkweed i guess okay yeah compass plants oh oh that's cool because the sun and the upper leaves twist around to their margins upright yeah what happened to it did i did i not i, I think i didn't look at the right one uh let me type it in again e criticum criticum e oops, e oh that was it wow. okay Aaron gm criticum yeah so there you go. Those are the morors, I guess. Yeah. And so my understanding is that from the Rav, at least, he said that we know for sure that romaine lettuce is the type that was used. I guess probably my guess is probably because it was available and, and there was like a continual masora and then uh, horseradish also somehow got in there. But I don't really know. So that's why we I think we're knowing to do with romaine because it's for sure. Also, another thing is that... Um, I did not know this uh, until well, we'll finish reading. So you, you can mix and match, or you could eat all of one or kazais of all of them. As long as they're still moist, um, meaning fresh. Your yotzi with the kelach. Kelach is the stalk, I believe. Let's just check and see if that's correct. Stem. Yeah, the stem. Um, I feel yavish, even if it's dry. So I guess that's like with the mar, um, horseradish, how they do it. But if you cook them, uh, or I guess boil them, pickle them, or cook them, you're not, you're not yote. Yeah, so I, I don't know where I first read this, but if you've ever heard this midrash that it's called, well, there's a classic question people ask of like, Romain lettuce is not bitter, right? I mean, it is not the bad Ah, okay, right. So one answer I've heard is that the stem is bitter. The white one is like, uh, like, yeah, yeah, probably the ones that we have that taste good. Yeah, so, really, so, so, so the other, the other, uh, the other, you have another answer, I, yeah. I just want to, do we know how we've tasted two and a half thousand years ago? Well, that's what yeah, Akiva's saying, saying like, yeah, right, that's a good question, also. But I, I've heard, <laughs> what was it, or yeah, or just that we, we tend to eat lettuce with a lot of dressing, no, lettuce. no, but if you eat more Roman lettuce on Pesach, though, that's then. But it's not bitter though. Sweet. Yeah. So I was actually gonna ask: Do you think it's like dafka, like the like like dafka, like like the white part? Or like so, I did see someone say that the, the that's referring to the stem, but I saw another explanation, and I think Rashi quotes it. But if, if Rashi doesn't quote it, I'll just paraphrase it. Um, uh, uh It's gonna be in twelve, I think. Maror, roaring. Uh, no, Amru. We get another. Yeah, I'm roaring. Let's see if Rashi says. Um, roaring. Ko esiv mar nikra mar v'tivam lechomar. No, he doesn't say it was a rashbam. Not rashbam. 
No, so someone says that it is uh it starts off bitter and ends up sweet. Sorry, starts off sweet and then ends up bitter. Mm-hmm. Just like with the Avdus in Mitzrayim, it started off sweet and then ended up bitter. So that I heard is the explanation, I think either for romaine or for something else, that we harvest it at a point where it is edible, but if you leave it growing, it becomes bitter. So it's not that it's tasting bitter, but it's that the species is a species that is bitter, which is a, just a, I, you know, I had not read that until like last year or something. Yeah. For, for curiosity, that at least for this purpose, we'd have to harvest it later. No, it's identifying the species. It's not saying that you have to have an experience then, of bitterness. But then if the tom for like more is like, you know, like the zephyr to like provide more of us by him. Yeah. Then, we're not eating it as more though. But that doesn't mean that you have to um, experience the, uh, you know, like there was. Um, it's a religion of ideas, Chaim. It's uh, not a religion of, uh, <laughs> of um, sensory experiences. No, well, no, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That, that's the oversimplification. But um, my, the only two things, so my, my dad's grandfather was the last Orthodox Jew in our family, you know, uh, until us. Uh, and uh, there's only two things I know about him, about like what he did. One was that he would um, he would eat. My my dad has memories of being really young and seeing his uh, seeing his grandfather eating like horseradish until he cried. And then the other one was on Yom Kippur in his uh, in his non leather shoes. He would put like pebbles so that he'd be like standing on uh, like like uh, like pain. And I, and I was like when I heard these things, I was like. Both of those are not really Jewish ideas of like, like it's not, you know, it, it's true that there's a halakhic thing that takes into account the Inui of not wearing shoes and then the maror of the thing. But it's not that the point is to make yourself have the physical experience. Like, you know, yeah. So the, it seems like it maybe will go against that simple side. That might be, uh, that would be the case also. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The thing I was going to mention, by the way, which uh, um, I'll just mention it now, uh, unless you want to go into it. Uh, where is the, oh, I don't have the wrong one open anymore. Um, oh, actually, no, we have it in, I think he mentions it in the beginning. I think he uses that Lashon, right? In the Zman, or it's either here, it's in the, uh, Yeah. Right. So I think we raised this question of if you don't have matzah and mara there, then are you still chayev? Right. Right. In C4. So what, 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 what do you say or what, what do we say? I would say based on, um, <laughs> I would say definitely yes, but I can't, I can't. I would say definitely yes also, but then the question is really what's up with this uh, Lushan, you know? Oh, that's just like that. I mean, that's like the shah that you're chayev. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I have to access something on Facebook. We literally, we can say you're chayev, but it's, it's not really super that unless you're showing him matzahs. Oh, that's a good, okay. That means that you, you're you incapable of doing the mitzvah, right? Yeah. Like uh, if it's not there because you're talking about the matzah, that's a good answer. Yeah. So, Avigail uh, Deutsch asked the question to me this morning. And I just bought, I bought a uh, Masivta Haggadah. Oh, I'm so excited to use it. So I, I busted it out. And it turns out that the answer to this question is a machlokas between the Grizz and the Trumas Adeshin. Can we do it really quickly? Okay. So the Grizz raises the question, 
this is in the Masifta. It says, uh, I guess it's from the Haggadah Mi Beis uh, Levi. He's topic, so he's in doubt. He drasha al zman right? So is it on the zman? That the time of your obligation in Sipur is the time when you have the obligation to eat matzah and mara. Oshu din or if it's a din in the in the seaport itself, that it needs to be resting before you, uh, literally. It's funny he puts this nafamina. The nafamina is let's say you ate matzah and mara already and you, you remove them. Okay, I would say the nafamina is if you don't have them, but whatever. Do you have a chiv to be masakir? So the hasik he concludes. Shish din lomar esa hagada al matamar mamish. That the din is you have to say hagada on matamar literally. Kamishmas divri hagamara lechem oni lechem shonim alav devarim harbe. That's another thing is the bread of answering that you have to say. But see, but that's really a, a statement about the matzah. That it's the, uh, the, I mean, he's bringing it as a rye, but it's not like a, uh, a necessary thing. That matzah has to have the word said over it. Parishazehu din beetamachiyov shihi al matamarim beino rak limot al zmanachiyov. Okay, it's not just a limit on the zman. Alright, fine. harav the grip farlo. I don't know who that is. Um, Badas Kama Rishonim, Shim Ainlo Lafan of Mata Umar, Eno Yahal Kaimitsa Sipor, Yutis Mizrain Pesach, Mishum Hadrasha Shel Baburzeh. Okay, right. So, so other Rishonim hold this. Okay, but then the Trumas Adeshin, who I thought was a Rishon, but maybe he's an early Akron, Kasav Haagada Atma by Nami Dilihavi Bishas Shiroi Lechel Mata Umar. So he says the Haggadah should be said at a time that's fit for Mata Umar. Um, okay, Permission to buy one for yeshiva, and then we could like use it over Pesach, you know. Yeah. Okay. But not for the seder. It's true. Yeah. It's true. All right. Let's stop here. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.